you've certainly played a lot of basketball in your life. A six foot two inch sophomore from Charleston, South Carolina, number 32, Katrina McLean. Any idea how many hours of basketball you played? <laughs> how many hours? You know what? I probably, I probably played more hours when I was younger than I did, I guess, growing up. Well, even professionally. How about that? Because professionally, we played maybe one or two practices a day. So that's about a good equivalent to like maybe four hours a day because it's two hours each practice. Sometimes it can run three. So, you know, but, but at the same time, when I was younger, playing ball across the street with my friends, I would play all day until the lights came on. You know, <laughs> when the night lights came on, then it, it, I came in the house. I played a lot more hours <laughs> as a kid than I did growing up. <laughs> If only you could be paid for those hours, right? Oh man, that would I would probably be a billionaire right now. <laughs> <laughs> At six feet three inches, it is not hard to miss how Katrina McLean got the nickname Tree. The three-time Olympian, two-time All-American, and 1987 National Player of the Year has been inducted into the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. The top woman power forward in the country gets a trophy with Katrina McLean's name on it from the NCAA. Her former teammate, legendary player and coach Don Staley says, Tree is a part of the history of the game. So let's talk with Katrina Tree McLean. Katrina, are you naturally competitive or is that something that developed based on where you were in school or the team? Um, no, I think I've been competitive all my life, and that's and I, but I really contribute that a lot to the um, playing against guys all the time. <laughs> I mean, guys, I play against guys, and um, it's just the challenges that they bring out of you. I didn't really think about they're supposed to be better, they're supposed to be stronger. You know, you're supposed to get your butt kicked when you play against the guys. You know, you know. So no, I don't think like that. I always thought the opposite. No, I'm supposed to be, you know, I was always the first one to get picked. So, no, I'm supposed to be good. I'm supposed to be, you know, just as good as they are. I was one of them. And that's how I thought about it. So, I think that that gave me my competitive drive and edge that I needed in order to continue on to be, to, to, to carry that on the court when I play against other girls. So, Katrina, you were the first to get picked and I was the last to get picked. So, there's that. <laughs> but, you, but you understand you understand what it's like that it's like okay i'm supposed to you know, <laughs> and you always had someone to play a game with because you had a lot of brothers and sisters if i remember correctly and katrina you are one of how many children or nine really out of nine because my oldest sister lives in florida and yeah, so it's yeah, we always had a play day. It was it was never we were never alone by ourselves or anything. It was always we always had each other, you know, to play with, even though we still, you know, played with all the guys on the street, but we always had each other. And we used to always play touch football. And I was usually the only girl uh, playing with all the guys. We played football, we played um 
uh, basketball, play baseball, play everything for that on the street right there in front of that house. And, um, you know, growing up, that's all we did. Tell me about Reverend and Mrs. Edward My dad wasn't working on it. He, he, he would hold down like three or four jobs. You know, he was a um, retired principal for 30 somewhat years. Um, he was retired um, radio, um, what do you call it, radio jockeys were uh, on the radio at 6 o'clock in the morning for 30 years. Um, and he also, I mean, he played, he's often, he was a preacher, you know, for 30 years. So he's retired from those things. But um, but at the same time, I mean, he's still, of course, you never really retire from being, you know, from ministering to young kids or ministering to others. And that's what he still does. My mom was always in the soup kitchen. Um, she worked, you know, at the church where she would feed the homeless. She would feed anybody who needed a meal. Um, she carried, she, she took care of, of all, you know, of all the kids, because we all played sports and stuff. So when my dad was out working and stuff, you know, she would take us to, to practice. We'd go to softball practice. I had to go to Columbia to practice. Um, but yeah, use mom was just, you know, constantly taking all of us where we needed to go. Tell me about your years at St. Andrews High School. You were an outstanding player. Oh, <laughs> you know, I never really looked at how how good I was until um, when college just started pursuing me. Because at the time, it was just I was enjoying my teammates. We all worked together. Uh, we had we had some some pretty good some pretty good players. And then you know, so of course, that's where I got my name Tree because we had like three of us that was pretty tall, me, Vanessa, Dawson, and Georgiana. And um, and they said tree one, tree two, and tree three. Well, it just so happened that they kept calling me tree. So throughout, that name lasted throughout college <laughs> and even now. But shoot, yeah, we had a lot of great highlights. We had a lot of great games. But that last one, the 30, 30 for 30, we went 30 straight or 33, one of them three. <laughs> <laughs> but, we were, but we went straight without without losing a game so that year was was awesome i mean it was awesome and then going to the finals at columbia i remember that day i mean as if it was yesterday an outstanding high school career and then you earn a scholarship and played at the university of georgia coach landers of course when he came for a visit you know one of the things he said to me which stood out was you know if you want it easy he called me Matt. he said you want it easy he said don't come to georgia we we love to have you, but it's not going to be easy. And if you want it easy, don't come to Georgia. And I was looking at him like, what? Are you talking to me? Are you telling me don't come to Georgia? I said, dang, I thought you was recruiting me. <laughs> you know, so that didn't feel well. But at the same time, I respected it because he was honest. It was just you could tell he it, it was a moment like, look, I'm not going to shoot any low balls at you. I'm just going to be straight up direct with you, and that helped a lot. You know, because I appreciated the fact that. I knew I was going to have to work hard and I knew it wasn't going to be easy. But at the same time, I was going to earn everything that I got. And you had an opportunity to experience the Olympics three times. It would be satisfying for most to go to the Olympics once in their lifetime. And you've had this experience three times. And each time that I played, it was just, it was that much greater. You know, because see, the, when you start out playing, you start out somewhat like a baby. It's like everybody is, uh, you know, she's young and and you're learning and you're probably a little bit timid, but you know, until you get on the court. But at the same time, it's it's just it's, you're just starting. 
And then all of a sudden, that second, by the time you get to that second Olympics, it's just even that much more challenging because you, all the teams now are coming after you because they can't stand the fact that you won gold in 88 and now here we are in 92. You know, we want to stop that. So, yeah, we did have some challenges and some setbacks in 92, but uh, only to come back in 96. To the end, but Katrina McLean of the USA, just too much for anyone to handle here in Atlanta. You know, just kind of much more, you know, with a lot more um, intensity. We stayed together the entire year, which was something we never had to do in, for the Olympics. So that was a year that was challenging in itself, but we actually had to get along. And um, <laughs> so we did, we got along. It's just like, it's like we were like family. Final seconds. There's the buzzer. It's official. The United States has the best women's basketball team in the world. So we hated each other at times and we loved each other at other times, but we made it work for the most part and we challenged each other. So it was it, it was awesome. It was awesome. It was awesome to end in, in the way that we did, which was right in our backyard in, in Atlanta and, you know, amongst our family and friends. Katrina, you also played among some of the legends of basketball. I'm talking about your good friend, Teresa Edwards, Lisa Leslie, Don Staley. And Coach Staley said that you are part of the history of the game and that some people don't recognize that. But she said people should know that, that you are a part of the history of the game. I'm flattered. You know, she, she said that and. I always, you know, it goes back without without the great players around me. I, I mean, it's, it's, you you just can't be great without those great influences around you. Now my family, you know, my even my even my friends, even the fans that come to the game. I mean, you just can't be great alone. So greatness never comes individually. It always comes by 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 team team sport team level team commitment and that's what make you great you earned a lot of respect and you earned a lot of awards throughout your career 1986 honda sports award 86 all-american 87 all-american 87 national player of the year 88 usa basketball female athlete of the year 92 basketball female athlete of the year 2006, named to the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame. 2012, the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. And the list goes on and on. Is there an award that you treasure most? Golly, I can't. That's really a tough question because to me, um, and I thank God. I mean, I guess I really truly thank God for giving me everything I need to be where where I needed to be in. I felt truly honored um, for all the awards I've gotten. I guess I can say recently, though, when they, um, when Fran called me and told me that they wanted to name an award after me for the um, the Power Forward Katrina the Katrina McLean Power Forward Award, I was really I was really floored when she called me and told me that because that made me feel like I'm like wow after all this time and all these years have passed, you know, I'm still you know, looked at as being one of the greats, you know, or, I mean, they're still giving me awards and I can only say, wow, thank you, <laughs> you know, but yeah, each award is, um, to me, is is a great stepping stone. And um, to me, it just kind of gives me that much more leeway 
so that when I'm able to give back to those young girls coming up, trying to be in the same position, I can at least have something to stand on and say, okay, listen, I could, I could tell you this, this is going to work. This is not going to work from experience. The more accolades I, I, I have, the more, I can say, the more respect I have. <laughs> Hi, Bobby. Hi, Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> Those are your kids, right? Malachi, Genesis, and Emmanuel somewhere around? Yeah, well, Emmanuel's back at school. <laughs> He's at school, so we, we were actually there yesterday um, helping him move, helping him move all his stuff because he has to move into another dorm. Oh. So... Yeah, he plays football there at Coastal. Did you nudge them, encourage them to play sports? Um, no, I did the exact same thing my parents my parents did. But you know, they didn't really. I didn't push them to play sports, but um, you know, if they wanted to play, then I made sure that they understood, like you know, the ramifications of playing sports. You know, it's not going to do. It's not something that you want to do today. You don't want to do tomorrow. Especially if you're playing competitively, you know, you, you, if they have practices today, it's not like, oh, I'm not going to practice today or, oh, I'm not, yeah, I don't feel like practicing today. So it's just kind of like, it's kind of like a commitment. You have to make a commitment. So if you want to play, you need to be committed to play. If you don't want to play, then that's okay. You know, it's, it's, it's all right. Well, Katrina, once again, you have um, you've been so generous with your time. Thank you so much, Katrina McLean, for spending a little bit of time talking about your incredible career on the basketball court and all the amazing things that you continue to do as a mother and as an educator and coach. Thank you so much for your commitment to the community. It has been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Thank you. Thank you so much for asking and thank you for having me. That's it for this episode of Let's Talk. Let's Talk is produced by David Dixon and Eric Johnson. I'm the host, Carolyn Murray. We welcome your comments and advice on our podcast, so please write a review and share the link with others. Thanks again for listening to Let's Talk. Goodbye until the next time.